his lawyer told him not even to show up to court. That what? he didn't need to be there for it. Yeah. And his dad was like, no, you have to be there for it. And thank God he did because it would have made him look horrible. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Welcome to episode 158 of the Nacho Kids Podcast. What are we doing today? We are recording for this <laughs> podcast. I mean, like, what kind of juicy topic do you want to talk about? Oh, goodness. What do we want to talk about? We don't want to talk about the John Depp Amber Heard trial. Good, because I don't know anything about it. All I know is the bloopers or the fun videos. I don't know anything about any of it, which is so, like, freeing. <laughs> when people talk about it, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> they, look, they look at me like, are you living under a rock? And I'm like, no, I'm just not concerned with that. I have other things that are more important to focus on. Okay. Not to say you shouldn't look at it, since you apparently know about it. <laughs> so, not not saying anything bad about what you do with your time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I actually went to the movies the other day and got Jackson and his girlfriend to go. Yeah, which, number one, just you and me going to the movies together is like a shocker. <laughs> yes, because I usually make David go by himself because... Number one, I did not like the movie theater in town. And number two, I don't do the Marvel, DC, sci-fi crap. (laughs) And that's usually what he goes to watch. But they redid the chairs in the local movie theater, and I no longer feel like I need a hazmat suit. Yeah. I mean, we live in a small town, and it's sad when you see a lot of the small businesses that have literally been there since you were a kid and they're going downhill or they close or whatever. And this is a movie theater in a small town. It's got two movie sections. <laughs> and, you know, as a, as a kid, as a teenager, I remember hanging out there on Friday night, you'd hang out in front of the movie theater and tour, you know, until you had a license and then we just cruise around main street. So, you know, I've, I've always, I've always liked giving them my business even though, you know, the chairs were 50 years old and everything else. But they're starting to put some money into the place. I'm I'm really excited about it. They're, you know, investing back into it. And it seems like the community is kind of um, responding positively to that. And, they, and they're getting more business and all that good stuff. And plus, they were, like, very underpriced. They still are. Yeah. But they were, you know, they're now like seven bucks, which is... Was still way underpriced for everything else in the area, but they were five bucks. And I'm like, dude, just double your prices. I'll be happy to pay $10 to come see the movie if it's going to keep you in business and I ain't got to drive 35 minutes to get to the nearest, you know, next nearest theater, even though the next nearest theater is super nice, but it's not worth paying $15 to get in and then $120 for a popcorn <laughs> and a drink. That's true, but I didn't care how cheap they were. I'm telling y'all, I just got the heebie-jeebies when we would go there. But since they have replaced the seats with these rockers, I wish it was recliners, but it's rockers. 
and the floor doesn't feel as nasty. I guess they had to get the 50 years of funk off the floor before they could sit the new chairs down. And so I really did not feel like I needed a hazmat suit or Clorox wipes when I went. So I was thrilled. Yeah, I was thrilled too. So we went to see Top Gun. Yep. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I was shocked at how good it was. I was too. And I was surprised that Jackson and his girlfriend liked it. Yeah. It was was a bit nerve-wracking. I won't give anything away since it might be people that haven't watched it that want to see it. But I remember at one point in the movie, I looked over at you, and you're like, this is wrecking my nerves. I can't stand it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That that happens a lot. My nerves get wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, like last night. Oh, <laughs> Lord, y'all. One of the sweet little triplets, well, you know, one of my nacho kids, is fighting in the MMA. And we have not been able to go to any of his fights because they've been in California. Well, this one they actually had on some Facebook feed live thing, right? Pay-per-view on Facebook. Never heard of it before then. Anyway, long story short, they made an announcement. Okay, we're going to take a 15-minute break and come back. And then we knew his was coming up. We knew where he was on the card. What, 55 minutes later, David, they come back? Yeah, it was almost an hour. (laughs) And this is California time, so, you know, I'm tired. It's past my bedtime. I'm old. (laughs) And... So we're stay, staying there, all of us sitting there waiting and watching the same car drive around the parking lot, you know, on their little video or whatever. Anyway, here they come. I'm so excited. I actually was standing up watching. And here they announce Ethan. And I'm like, woo! Everybody was hollering. And then they introduced the other little fella, and there was silence in the room. And about that time, the video feed went out. Yep. And I'm looking at my phone because it was broadcasting from my phone to the TV. And then finally, I get it back on. We missed the whole first round. Mm-hmm. So then we start watching. And, y'all, I went and watched David fighting this tough man contest one time, and that was extremely nerve-wracking. It was almost as nerve-wracking watching Ethan on TV. In some ways, it was worse. Because, in my eyes, he's still a baby. <laughs> hmm Anyway, that youngin impresses the crap out of me. He just, he's like a little wiggle worm. <laughs> and most of the people would have got caught in these, you know, they take them down and they get them in these holds. And then the next thing you know, they're choking them out or whatever. I don't know the technical terminology. You'd see little Ethan just wiggle his way out. (laughs) He did great. We are so proud of him. And I can't wait for him to come here so we can hopefully be more local to his fights, number one. And number two, I got to get him some britches that has nacho kids on the butt. That's right. I'm going to do a sponsorship. I'm going to sponsor my stepkid into MMA, UFC, whatever, when he gets there. Yeah. I don't know the difference, David. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. That's okay. It's all acronyms to you, right? Yeah. Well, I know what they stand for. 
but MMA is a is it a division of UFC? No, MMA is a style of fighting. Okay, so how do we get that boy into UFC? Now, UFC is a um, company in and of itself, so a a a circuit of fighting, so to speak. Okay, so how do we get our boy up in there? He has to be hired, just like any other employee. He becomes an employee right. of the UFC. Well, I'm going to type him up a resume. We're going to get him going. <laughs> Every time he knocks somebody out, that's the point of his resume. <laughs> yep. I tell you, though, oh, it's nerve-wracking sitting there watching somebody throw punches at you. Even your stepkid. Now, I can't imagine if it was my kid. Yeah. See, part of it makes me jealous because we didn't have MMA when I was his age. You know, I, oh, I, God. Now you're going to live vicariously through your son. No, I had to fight in in karate tournaments. So it was like the Karate Kid. You've seen that one, right? It was like that. Where right. You, you're standing in a, a square <laughs> on the ground or whatever. And, uh, of course, it wasn't quite as nice as the Karate Kid setup. It was more like a gymnasium and somebody put down some duct tape. <laughs> wash <laughs> on, wash off. Yeah. So I, I fought a bunch. Or was it wipe on, wipe off? Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Wax on. But, wax on. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> But that's what I, I would I did at his age, actually younger than him. Um, and I traveled around a lot. Actually, we fought like every weekend. Every Saturday there was a tournament somewhere, uh, except for like three months out of the year where they took a break. So anyway, did a lot of that. I, I wish MMA was around then. That would have been fun. But uh, but anyway, it's fun watching one of my sons do it. And oh. uh, uh, your you know your nerves are racked watching it. I'm excited watching it. <laughs> well, I'm excited and nervous. And it's like that one time we went to that fight and that guy like kicked him between the legs or something. Mm. And like, I wanted to jump out there and beat that guy up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure it's different on TV because we have seen him do, what was that? Some kind of karate tournament though, right? Yeah. It was just a normal karate. Like yeah. the ones I used to fight in. So we have seen that in person. But anyway... Ethan Sims, y'all, tell you, you're going to be watching him on TV one day and say, that's that nacho kid's lady stepson. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure of it. Yep. Anyway, in this episode, David is with stepmom Lauren. She's been blending for five years, stepson five, and no bio kids. She is the blooming stepmom. <laughs> the blooming stepmom, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. She has an Instagram account, so you can check her out there. The hardest part of her blending was getting past the emotions of raising a child that isn't hers. Hmm. I wonder if that's how somebody feels. Oh, I'm going to get a bunch of crap for this when I say it. I wonder if that's how somebody feels. Like if you had Ziva before we got married, it'd be like, I'm taking care of this dog and it ain't even mine. Mm, yeah, I'm sure of it. I mean, we, but we hear people say that about a house. Like I moved into your house and now I'm having to take care of it. Yeah. Well, and I'm not trying to relate kids and animals, <laughs> but I'm sure it's harder when you have no bio kids. Oh yeah, it's gotta be. Well, you know, I mean, we know it is. I mean, it's not even a question. We know it's harder. Right. Well, when I was still cooking, I had to fix Jackson's supper. 
So I just had to multiply that times seven to feed everybody else. Mm-hmm. Seven bowls of cereal. Yeah. <laughs> so with some things, having a child of your own can make the blend easier. But when you're having to take care of a child and you don't have any of your own, you're probably like, whoa, Nelly, take care of your own youngin." Mm-hmm. Well, you got, you've got that challenge. You've got some other challenges where, you know, maybe the, maybe the lady can't have kids. I'm not talking about this lady, but some ladies can't have children. And, and so there's some resentment going on because of that. She's, you know, she's having to help raise a kid that it's not hers and she would love to have her own. And uh, there's there's a lot of dynamics that can play into that, but it's certainly a certainly a challenge whenever you're dealing with that. Either way, mm-hmm. her best advice: don't worry about what other families are doing. Just do what's best for you and your family. Amen. 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 And amen. I mean, that's almost worth saying again. But that's, I'll say it again. Say it again. Don't worry about what other families are doing. Just do what's best for you and your family. But here's the thing is you have to figure you have to figure out what's best for you and your family. Yeah, sometimes that's trial and error. Exactly. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that is great advice. Absolutely. The people sometimes stop with figuring out what's best. They just say, Okay, this is you know, this is where we are. We have these problems. It's just always going to be this way. And that's not necessarily mm-hmm. true continue figuring out what's best because what's best for you now might not be best for you in a year because things change. Right. Exactly. And that's the way we tell people about nachoing is there are things that you do now that it's the best for you now, but that's not what you're going to be doing in six months or a year because things will change and you have to change with it. Mm -hmm. At least you hope they change. If you're putting in the work, they change. (laughs) Right. And things may change for the worse. And it's out of your control. Mm-hmm. You have to do what's right for you, number one, I would say, and your family. Yep. Good advice there. I like Good it. advice. Good advice. All right, David, quit talking to me, and let's get to listening. All right. But first, I want to remind everybody about the Nacho Kids Academy. You can What? Have- what is that, David? <laughs> that is a place to go to learn all about the Nacho Parenting Method, as it's now called. <laughs> Uh, that's nacho where, parenting. Yeah, nacho parenting. Yeah, it's uh, taking a life of its own in some cases. But yeah, so we're there. We've created this community to uh, allow you to come in. There are courses there. There are challenges there. There are other people there that are succeeding, and um, we're there. And we're there with coaching calls, and we're there to help you to make sure that you are given the best opportunity to lower your stress and improve your blend. So check us out at NachoKidsAcademy.com. There we go. Today we have stepmom Lauren. Hey, Lauren, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. So how long have you been blending? Uh, five years. And how many stepkids, bio kids, all that stuff? I don't have any bio kids, and I just have one stepson. Okay. So tell us a little bit how things started off. I just honestly had no idea what to expect. So, you know, I'm sure you know, but you hear 
you know, you got what you signed up for or whatever, but that wasn't the case for me as it isn't for anyone. And I had no clue what I was doing. And I had my husband and his stepson, like move into my apartment that I had been in for a while by myself. And that was a huge adjustment. And I just had a really, really hard time adjusting to that. So I kind of resisted the blend for a bit. Mm -hmm. And I have a personality where I don't want to say I'm controlling, but I do tend to take over things. <laughs> okay, you're controlling, girl. Admit it. Admit it. <laughs> I'm, I hate to, like, you know, put myself in with, like, a lot of the people that I can't stand who are, like, manipulative controlling. That's not me. But usually oh, yeah. I'm just like, I could do this better myself. So that's pretty much how I, like, viewed things. And I would start like stupid arguments that now looking back embarrasses me about just like stupid stuff that my stepson who was like one at the time. So, you know, he's not like control of his life. And my husband now boyfriend then was learning how to be a dad by himself too. So looking back, it's like embarrassing the little fights that I picked with him over that. And it just didn't go well for a while. But as soon as I like let go of that, it started to blend so much more peacefully. Yeah, it's not easy. We come in and we have good intentions. It's not like we want to disrupt everyone's life. We want to make things better. Exactly. Yep. So your stepson was very young. Yes. What about Baya Mom? Is she in the picture? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> She's very much in the picture. She has almost all the custody on paper. We have him a lot of the time, like off paper. Right now, it's at about like 90 10 because we went to court for two years and we didn't get any more custody out of it. But like unofficially, we have him a lot. So you went back to court to get more time with the stepson. Yep. And for two years and you did not get any more time. No, technically it was about child support that she took us back to court for child support. And we were like, okay, well, like while we're here, you know, two burns, one stone. Right. So right. We tried to get 50-50 and she was totally on board with 50-50, like one week on, one week off until, I don't know, like two months before our last court date. And then she decided that she didn't want that anymore and it wouldn't be fair to him, which I think is incorrect. But yeah, so then she changed her mind at the very last second. So the whole two years before that had been like completely wasted, basically. And a lot of money. A lot of money yep. on both sides, though. That's why I didn't really get it. It's like you had to pay this much money, too. Right. Do you think that, and I know this is pure speculation, unless she's told you this, but do you think that she didn't want to do 50-50 because it would lower her child support? I think that, well, our, our child support actually got lowered by $30. So oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah. She makes twice as much money as my husband does. So I don't know why she even tried in the first place. Originally, I think she was agreeing to 50-50 because it was convenient for her work schedule uh, where she didn't have to pay a babysitter. Uh -huh. And then her work schedule changed and she only worked on days that or days and times that he was in school. So she didn't have to pay a babysitter anyway. So she didn't want to give up that control. Okay. Well, and that kind of makes sense that if she wasn't going to be with the kid, he might as well be with dad. Yeah. And that's what we were like. Yeah, we're all for it. We're... Like it was like a kind of weird schedule that she wanted to go with where it was like three days, one week, two days, the next or something weird like that. And we were like, okay, we'll figure it out, whatever. But 
uh, then she changed her mind. So it <laughs> didn't really work out like that. And how long ago was that? Uh, like four months ago. We just got done with court two oh, months wow. ago. Wow. So you're fresh out. Yes, very. I'm I'm relieved to be out, though. Oh, yes. It's almost one of those things where it's not a matter of who wins. You're just glad it's over. Exactly. That's where I got to. At one point, I was like, I don't even care if we have to pay $200 more a month in child support. I just want this to be over and not have to come back to court again for a while. <laughs> yes. So the judge didn't see any need to give your husband more time? Yeah, I don't really understand exactly how this system works because apparently she couldn't make the call unless both parents were on board because the hearing was for child support and not custody. Oh. So we would have to go back specifically for custody for her to be able to like grant us more, which I don't really see how that makes sense, but apparently that's how it works. In a lot of states, they try to keep child support and child visitation or any other issues completely separate. Right. So a lot of courts, though, a motion can be filed for a reduction in child support, and you can go in and ask for a modification of the custody order. That is our next move. We just need to uh, recuperate some court costs a little bit first. (laughs) Well, good luck. And I don't mean that facetiously. I mean that with my heart because, you know, you've been through it. The court system sucks. And hopefully this time you will have your ducks in a row to where it won't take as long, which I'm sure was COVID a big part of the delay. Yeah, it was, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of places are getting back into the swing of things. So hopefully it won't take so long and it won't cost as much money. Oh, I seriously hope not. <laughs> yeah. Now, how far away does bio mom live? She, they recently moved like an hour away from us, like six months ago. That's going to be hard. It is hard because my husband has to go because their school, his school is, I don't know, three miles away from her house. So my husband has to go all the way up there every like every time we have him to pick him up. So sometimes he's late for work. Sometimes he has to leave work early and it's just inconvenient for sure. Was there anything in the court order that your husband had to agree to her moving or anything like that? No, actually there's something that says the opposite that he doesn't have to agree and she can just do whatever she wants. And he basically said that he was like in such like a low state of mind then that he wasn't even like fully aware of what he was signing. So now we're in the process of getting a new court order, hopefully, and that will change ideally. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that sometimes when parents are going through this, they aren't fully understanding what's happening. They're, they're stressed out the whole you're splitting up, your life is changing, you're missing your kid, all this affects you, and you go to sign these papers, and the outside looks good, you skim it, and it looks good, and then you realize, crap, I just agreed that she can move wherever she wants to. Right. And that's basically what happened, because she, during, like, while they were trying to get the, like, court thing figured out initially, she wouldn't let him see his son at all. So he saw that he could have him every other weekend and was just like done, signed. 
and he had a terrible lawyer and she had a really good one, I guess. So, (laughs) yeah. And that's the other thing is his lawyer should have said, look, this is saying that she can move wherever she wants to. And then you're going to have trouble seeing your son. I know that his lawyer told him not even to show up to court. That he didn't need to be there for it. Yeah. And his dad was like, no, you have to be there for it. And thank God he did because it would have made him look horrible. Yeah. Well, I hope you reported or that he reported that attorney to the bar because that's not right. Yeah. I'm not sure if he did. I didn't even think of that as an option, honestly. Well, it's not too late. I'll have to mention that to him because it was pretty bad. (laughs) I didn't know him then, but everything I've heard from him and his dad is just terrible. So how old was stepson when your husband and his ex split up? Oh, he was like five months old, maybe four. Oh, wow. So yeah, very Their young. relationship was doomed from the beginning. <laughs> Obviously, they only made it a f- not even a full year from the time they were engaged to divorce. Not even a full year. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes, it is crazy. <laughs> So do you think if y'all did get more time with stepson that your husband would be able to accommodate getting him to school and things like that without it impacting his job in a negative way? Like, we don't want him to lose his job because he's late getting to work or have to leave early to get his son. Right. And that's definitely been like a concern. He does have some flexibility if it's like a long term or a consistent thing. So we pick him up every other Friday, no matter what. And like he's worked it out so he can be in because he he travels a lot for like within the um, area for his job. So he's worked it out so that he can schedule himself in a specific place that's like close enough to his son's school that it works out for him. The problem is when it becomes like an inconsistent thing and bio mom is just like, oh, I need you to take him tomorrow. And that's where it becomes a problem. So if we had a consistent one week on, one week off, or even like a couple days here, a couple days next week. If it was consistent every week, it wouldn't be a problem. Right. Because his job and y'all too need to be able to plan. Oh yeah, exactly. And I kind of feel like bio mom does it on purpose so that we can't plan anything because we asked for two weeks this summer and she's just like, oh, I'll let you know. Like it's always, I'll let you know. So she doesn't like for us to be able to plan in advance. Are you documenting every time that she needs y'all to get him that's not your time? Yes. I have a whole Google calendar that I made up for my husband to like fill out um, with like color codes and everything. So we're documenting everything right now so that we can use it to get more custody probably next year. Is Bio Mom in another relationship? On and off. She, I think right now she's <laughs> seeing somebody. She's had a couple boyfriends like... When my stepson will say like, oh, my mom's friend, Mr. Robert, or something like that, we know she's in a new a new relationship again. Wow. I'm sure that's not good for stepson. That's what I was thinking, too. He seems like okay, like with like interacting with them so far. But one time, like a year or two ago, he made a comment that said he said something about how he had his dad and his new dad. And that was like wildly concerning for us. But bio mom denied that that had anything to do with her being in a relationship. So I don't know. He hasn't said anything like that since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, do you parent stepson? 
I don't really, I kind of like to see myself as like, like an aunt or something. I don't really do the disciplining and hardly ever like just me and him. So like, if it is just me and him and like, I'm watching him or something, I'll obviously tell him to stop doing something he shouldn't be doing. But if it comes to like something where he needs to be like actually disciplined, I just wait for my husband to come home to handle it. So I, I'll like keep him safe, but I don't parent him really. Um, Like I'll make him lunch, but I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I do, I do watch him. I just don't really parent. Right. Kind of like a babysitter. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of how I've told my husband that that's where I'm comfortable being. Because if I, if I'm not in that position, I'm like taking over and it's like full time. So it's hard for me to find a balance. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'd rather just be the babysitter. I think that's easier for all of us. Yes. So in the beginning, would you say that most of your problems in the blend was you overstepping or you're trying to adjust to having your husband and a kid in the house? I think it was a mixture of all three of us having no clue, like what the heck we were doing at like me, my husband and my stepson. When my husband and his ex split up, he went to go live with his friend and he had two roommates. So he couldn't take my stepson to his house. So they had it in the court order, which I, that I understand because I wouldn't want, if I had a kid, I wouldn't want them around two men I didn't know either, but they had it in the court order that my stepson went to my husband's parents' house instead of to his house. So we had been doing that and I was okay doing that. Cause I just went like hung out with his mom and like swam in the pool. And like, I was totally fine with that. And then COVID hit and we couldn't take him over there anymore And my husband had moved in with me pretty recently. He was my boyfriend then, husband. And then obviously his stepson came super shortly after that. So I was just adjusting to not having my own apartment anymore. And then I had to adjust to having a kid in my apartment. So that was like an entire adjustment. My husband was like adjusting to parenting like on his own without his parents around to like be a helping hand or anything like that. And he was like, finally just being able to start like coming into his own as a parent. And then my stepson was just trying to get used to whatever was going on. Cause he was only like three at the time. So he was trying to figure it out too. We were all trying to figure it out. And I just think that was like the biggest problem or obstacle in the blend. Yeah. And from my standpoint, I moved in with David and that presented its own challenges. So I know how your husband felt, but as far as understanding it from your side or David's side, it's a little bit harder for me. Right. But granted, David already had kids, so another book bag and another pair of shoes on the floor was no big deal. Right. That's how I feel, too. I'm like, if I like if I had a kid or we had a kid together, like having his over would be like just another kid around and it wouldn't be a big deal. But while I was getting used to it, it was like we had to schedule our entire lives around a kid. And that was really, really hard for me to get used to because I was like single and carefree before I even met my husband. So it was just a huge adjustment for me to be scheduling my life around anyone, let alone somebody else's kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did you want kids of your own or do you want kids of your own? 
I do. Uh, we just got married last May and obviously it was COVID. So we are having like a wedding this May, next month. Oh, okay. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think after that, we're going to start talking about like a timeline of when we want to try to have our own kids. I would like my own kids. So have you and your husband talked about how that will affect stepson? Yes, we have. And I mean, obviously it will, but I don't really see that as a reason to not have them. No, definitely not. Yeah. And I think he will be fine. He loves other kids. Every time he sees a baby, he's like, oh, that baby's so cute. So I think obviously he'll have to adjust to not having 100% of the attention everywhere he goes. But you could say that with any oldest kid in the family. So he'll be okay. Yeah. So mom doesn't have any other kids either. No, she doesn't. I'm, and as far as I know, I don't think that she's planning on anymore. She's um, a little bit older than us too. So I, I have a feeling she's done. <laughs> she's too old to have babies. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean, I wouldn't want to like be starting that eight, when I was like over 40. Oh yes. That's a huge, um, a huge adjustment. There's some dangers with that too. So, right. So what's your relationship like with your stepson? Oh, we are like, like buddies as much as a grown woman and a little kid can be. But every time he comes over, he always wants to play with me and we play like sea creature battles and silly little games that he makes up. So we are pretty much just like friends that I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird relationship because he knows that like I can tell him to stop doing things and stuff like that. But we're it's like a babysitter. Again, that's pretty much right. exactly how it is. Like we have fun, but we also have boundaries. A lot of stepmoms would get offended by the babysitter terminology or the fact that, oh, well, I don't have any say in my own home. And that's not what it's about. No. I mean, I will, I have felt that way before where, and sometimes there are still things where I'm like, I have no say in certain aspects, but my husband is amazing about making sure like, nothing like comes in or happens in our house that I'm not aware of or have a say in. So that is extremely helpful, but I don't really see being a babysitter as like a bad thing. Cause we have fun and he respects me and he likes me. So I really can't ask for anything more. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's so important. Yeah. And the longer that you're in this relationship, you will find yourself becoming more, for lack of a better word, motherly towards him. Right. And as long as he is open to it and your husband's open to it and you're open to it and not forcing it, then it'll all work. I definitely think so. There's things now that I say to my stepkids that I never could have said to them prior to not showing. Oh, like what? If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> well, it's some crazy stuff. Like... One of one of the stepkids is training to be an MMA fighter. Oh, wow. And, yes, and I'm very impressed. He had his first fight the other night, and he won, and okay. very proud. Well, his brother, one of the other triplets, made a comment one day when we were— David was talking to him on the phone, and I heard him, and he said something about wanting to fight. And I'm like, what? What is wrong with you? You're wanting to fight? And he's like, yeah— something, I just want to do it one time. And I said, I have seen you fight with Ethan and you run away and he doesn't, you don't need to be fighting. And if I would have said that to him before, it would have been Lori's bashing me. Oh yeah. 
And now he just laughed and he's like, you haven't seen me fight in years. And so we have this bond now to where I can say those things. Same thing with girlfriends. If I don't like their girlfriends, I don't hold back in telling them so. And it's one of those things where there's always this one girlfriend that never seems to go away. And I'll tell the stepkid, I'll say, are you still talking to her? And he'll say, oh, occasionally. I'm like, good Lord, son, cut it off. Let it go. You know it's not good for you. What you know? Talk to me. Tell me what she's done that's good for your relationship. How does she make you feel like a better person? And you know, let's talk about all the times that she's talked down to you like you're nothing. You know, and try to put things in perspective for him. Where again, before Nacho, I would have never discussed these things with him. Right. And how long have you like been doing the Nacho? Well, I started Nachoing ten, a little bit over ten years ago, and. I disengaged fully, which is the first step of the Nacho Kids process. I disengaged fully for about a year. And during that year, yeah, and during that year, I did a lot of other things to help me and the blend. For instance, I realized, Lori, you're part of the problem. What can you work on? You need to view the stepkids' perspective on things and understand they're going through stuff. You need to understand your husband's point of view on things because he's struggling with stuff. You know, there was a lot of self-reflection and self-growth, I would say, during that year. But we all needed that year to heal because we were in such a bad place. I mean, I can't express to everybody how bad of a place we were in before I started not showing. And then after about a year, I started re-engaging slowly. And I took cues from the stepkids as to whether they were ready or not. And sometimes I would start to re-engage and I'd go, "Uh uh-oh, Lori's not ready. And I'd back (laughs) back up. But I never re-engaged as a parent. I re-engaged as a mentor, a confidant, the cool aunt. Yes. Yeah, however you want to say it. Because that's what they needed. And that's what I needed. Because even though I felt like I was treating them like I would my son, They were five years older, and I realized quickly that I expected more from them at a certain age than I did my own son. Right. And I don't, you know, a lot of people will say, and you may feel this way, I love him like my own. With all due respect, until you have your own, you don't know. I have thought that myself, and I'm glad that you uh, verified that. (laughs) And it doesn't mean that you love your stepkids less. Right. It's just different. I can, I mean, I don't have a bio kid, but I can totally see that. And I had thought the same thing, like the way you love your parents differently, but you love them both still. So at least I do. So your cousins, your friends, everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know why, like, it's so much different when it's a stepmom talking about her stepkids. Yes. What's going to be funny is I'm sure there, as much as you get along with stepson now, I'm sure there's things that he does that just gripes your butt, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So say he leaves a Lego on the floor and you, you know, step on it. When your kid leaves that Lego on the floor and you step on it, what's funny is the pain that you experience from your foot hitting that Lego is the same, but your reaction to it's completely different. 
I could definitely see that. Because <laughs> it's your sweet baby that left the Lego on the floor. Right. Yeah. And two, with you not having kids before, you're experiencing a lot of things with stepson. He's five. And there's good and bad with five. Sometimes they're the most annoying kids. Sometimes they're the most delightful kids. And that can all happen in 20 minutes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And he's going to grow over time. And you may get the mouthy teenager. Right. You may not, which we hope you don't. I hope not too, but I was a mouthy teenager, so I'm sure uh, karma will come back to get me. (laughs) Honey, I thank God every day that my son does not act like I did at his age. Because, uh uh-uh, no, couldn't do it. I was was a bad kid. Thank God it wasn't a step family issue, though. (laughs) It wasn't, you said? No, it was not a step family issue, but if my dad... Mine wasn't either. My parents were together. I had four siblings, but I was the bad one. I was also the middle one. (laughs) Me too. Really? Yes. I've got an older sister and a younger sister. And my older sister, I wouldn't say she was worse than me, but she got caught. Right. (laughs) But I learned from her mistakes. Well, there you go. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And the little sister, she stealed the baby and, you know, she never did anything wrong. So, you know how that goes. That's my little brother. Like, (laughs) he could burn the house down and he's still... Oh, the little kid. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, oh, he didn't mean to. He was right. just run, running with a lighter and ran into the curtains. It's okay. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But if my dad and mom would have split up, which honestly they probably should have because Same. they were both miserable. Yep, me too. And that affected my childhood. I mean, when you've got parents that are miserable together, they're not happy to be around you either. You know? Right. And so I really do... Wish they separated actually. Uh, golly, it was right after I found out I was pregnant with Jackson. So, 17 years ago, they split up. And if I would have been, say, 12 when they split up, honey, that stepmama, oh Lord, she would have been in Facebook groups talking bad about me for sure. Yes, I would have done some horrible things to her. Since I've become a stepmom, I've thought the same thing. Like my parents split up um, a couple of years ago and um, I was thinking about it then. Like I would have been the ab- the absolute worst to step parents. So I, I feel like God just didn't do that for that reason only. <laughs> hey, that makes sense. Maybe that's why my parents stayed together as long as they did, because God knew that I would torture a step parent. I would torture, yes. And my parents have just recently started dating, and I'm like, oh, I want them to date, and I love the people they're dating. So Mm -hmm. timing was definitely a key on that one. But I also think that, like you said, that did affect my my role as a a stepmom. Mm -hmm. And also my parents split up at the same time that my husband's son was moving in. So I think I was also going through some like turmoil there where I had no clue which way was up. Oh, yes. But I do think that having parents like like have that type of relationship affected like my role as a stepmom as well. Well, and two, I don't know how old you are, but I was older when my parents split up, but it's still not easy. No, it's so it's way harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, even though you know it's best for both of them. Exactly. It's best for everybody, really. Yeah. But it is still hard. It is. It's hard to watch them 
for lack of a better word, struggle through the emotions they're going through. Yeah. I remember my mom, um, my mom actually passed away seven years ago. But I remember she would try to talk to me about my dad. Well, first of all, I'm daddy's little girl. That was right. known from the moment I entered this earth. Oh. So she would try to talk to me about things going on. And I had to tell her, I said, look, I'm your daughter, not your friend. And I can't be there for you. You need to find somebody else to talk to because you bashing my daddy is driving a bigger wedge between me and you. Yes. I wish I had had the courage to say something like that to my mom. I never did, but I did think it. And that did drive a wedge between us for sure. It does. It definitely does. And I mean, I get it. My mom was hurt, right? but but I didn't create that pain. It's almost like with our stepkids, we didn't break their parents' relationship, so we can't fix it. Right. We can't fix what other people have went through. Right. But I mean, by being there like for them, not as like a mom, but like you were saying, a cool aunt. I, I love that term. I'm definitely going to start using that. But that's like the, the best thing you can do, I guess, because my husband has like felt bad about the fact that his uh, son's parents aren't together. And it's like, I was like, take it from me that it's much better for it to happen at a time he will not remember at all. Like he doesn't have memories of them together. And mm-hmm. it would, that is much better than him having memories of them being miserable together instead. Cause they were miserable together, but this way they can both be happy just separately. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's what's important. Exactly. And you made a comment about your, husband being upset that his child is living in a split home, basically. Right. A lot of times parents have guilty parent syndrome because of that. I don't know if your husband does or if he will in the future, but it's one of those things and it can come from so many places. So for instance, I have guilty parent syndrome and I admit it partly because my mom and I didn't have a good relationship and I want something different for me and my son. I don't want him to always remember me fussing at him. I want him to remember me telling him I love him at least once a day. And then, yeah, it bothers me that he's growing up in a split home, even though I know that it's the absolute best for me, his dad, and him, that his dad and I aren't together. But it's more so because I don't want my son to come home one day and say, I want to go live with my dad. That is a parent's worst fear when they're doing the separate family thing. Because before my son goes to his dad's every other weekend, on Wednesday, I always would get in a funk because I knew it was coming. And, And I miss my baby. I love my baby. And so, of course, if he did something wrong, on Friday afternoon, before I was supposed to take him to his dad's, I wasn't going to punish him because I didn't want him to think, oh, the last time I saw my mom, she punished me. True. So check into guilty parent syndrome. Like I said, your husband may not have it. He may have it a little bit. It sounds like he might. But I do you think will, he does a little bit? It'll help you understand where he's coming from. And what'll be funny is when you have your own kid, you will see that he parents your hours kid completely different. Oh, really? 
Yeah, because he's not going to have that guilty parent syndrome. Yeah, that's a good point. So if he's lax with your stepson on things now, don't assume that that's how he's going to be with your bio kid. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. Because I know if David and I would have had a kid together, that kid would have been on a tightrope. And yeah, because we did this marriage questionnaire, 100 questions, right? It's before we got married, of course. One answer is all we had different. One. What? That's crazy. Well, you got to think about it. A lot of the questions are finances, how you would handle children, things like that. But they don't take into account blended families. Right. Yes. And David's a great dad. But yes, there were times that he didn't want to get his kids and fuss at them for making a bad grade on a test as soon as he got them or put them on restriction the second day he had them to where they couldn't do anything the rest of the time he had them. So it's it's very hard to overcome that. And as long as you're not harming your kid, then I say do what you feel is right because you don't want to regret punishing them. You don't want to regret not punishing them. So you have to find that balance. That is really tough. I hadn't really thought of it like that. My stepson is a little too young to be like, you know, grounded or anything, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't really think he even does any or has at least. So right, he's pretty much still in timeouts. But I could definitely see where when, as he gets older, that could definitely be like a huge concern. Right. And you have a benefit, too. When you do have your own child, your stepson's going to at least be five. We know that, right? So there's right. going to be at least five years difference. So when your stepson complains, why do I have to do chores? Well, the answer is easy because little Johnny's only two months old. That's why. Okay. And then when your son gets five and your stepson just say is 10 at the time, then your son, why come he gets to do this? Well, he's a lot older than you. Oh, yeah. So there, there, there is a good thing with having that space in between because the parenting differences that you may see with your husband towards the kids won't be as noticed between the kids. That's a great point. Yeah. And what's your relationship like with bio mom? Do you talk to her? Do you throw darts at a picture of her in the closet or (laughs) somewhere in the middle? She tries to pretend I don't exist at all. So she won't contact me. She won't like put me on the list for school pickups or anything. So I mean, I, I really couldn't pick them up even, or him up, even if I wanted to, like, because of my work. But yeah, she, she does her best to pretend that I don't exist at all. Did she leave your husband in the relationship? Yes. So she uh, initiated a separation and then it's complicated without like giving too much into it. She basically initiated a separation as a bluff or as like, um, yeah, like a bluff. Like she wanted him to quote unquote, see the error of his ways and like beg for her back. But then he filed for divorce instead. Oh, yeah. That, that they bit were her miserable in the together butt. from the beginning. So she was kind of using that as the ultimatum of you get your crap together or we're splitting up. And he's like, bye. Yeah. Well, she used him to have a baby before she turned 35. Oh, so that's was that whole thing. And then 
as soon as he was born, she didn't want to be with him anymore and used any excuse she could to kick him out of the house and all that. And then she, like I said, she filed the, or she initiated the separation and I, I don't know. It was like, she wanted him to like beg for her forgiveness, I guess, even though she was the one that should be sorry, but whatever, (laughs) we'll get into that. So yeah, that's how that happened. And then his dad talked him into just like leaving the marriage because it was never good from the start. He tried to convince him not to marry her in the first place, but obviously that didn't work out. So his dad kind of pushed him in that direction and we're all glad that he did. Yes. Do you think bio mom just wanted the baby and then your husband to go away? So basically sign your rights over and just give me the kid or. That's exactly what she wanted. She tried to do that. And Every time he says he can't pick up his son when she needs him to, she says, do you just want to sign your parental rights over? So she tried for the first year of the kid's life to get him to sign his parental rights over. And obviously he said no. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Why didn't she just go get a, to a sperm bank? That's exactly what I said. And I was talking to another stepmom about it too. And she said, because sperm banks don't pay child support. That is true. So I'm like, maybe that is the only reason. I don't know. But she pretty much all but admitted that that's the only reason she wanted to marry him anyway. Because he was like, quote unquote, easy to manipulate. Yeah, that's ugly. Yeah. And like it's you like, mentioned oh, before. Well, he's a laid back good guy. So that made him your prey. That's very lovely of you. Yeah. And it's like you mentioned before. There's a difference in somebody that is a control freak. Versus somebody that uses manipulation to control other people. That That's completely exactly. different. Yeah. Yep. So do you and your husband ever fight about bio mom? Uh, we used to pretty much every time she messaged because she likes to cause conflict in general. She would like talk to him about me. I don't know. She like, she would remind him all the time that I wasn't his son's mom. Right. Yeah. Same stepson and husband instead of their names is difficult. But yeah, so she would always remind him that I wasn't his mom and like all that. And she started saying like negative things about me all the time. And for some reason I took that out on him, uh, which was stupid, obviously, but she always like tried to cause conflict. She used to try. She also spent the first year of our relationship trying to get him back. So that caused conflict in our relationship. Looking back, I'm like, I don't know why I got so upset over it. He never like did anything. He never entertained it at all, but it made me very upset at the time. So we fought about bio mom all the time because she's very last second. So at the very last minute, she would be like, you can't have him this weekend or you need to take him this day or something like that. I hate last minute stuff. I have gotten better, but I still don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. We thought about that a lot as well. So there was like a point in in life where every single time she contacted us, we would be fighting. Yeah. And I get why it would make you mad. And of course, you took it out on your husband because he's the person that's there. But you yeah. want him to defend you and you want him to make her stop. Right. He can't make her stop. And he knows more than likely that defending you, not that he didn't, But most of the time, if he does defend you, it's just going to escalate. Yeah, it does, too. Because he has tried. And I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't really care what her opinion of me is. So she can say whatever she wants. 
So it doesn't bother me anymore. So we don't even like try, but when he did try to defend me, it absolutely escalated it to a point that was so unnecessary. Yeah. And I get the last minute thing too. I'm a planner. Me too. (laughs) I just don't function well with things not being planned. But when you have a kid of your own, you will realize that sometimes those plans just don't matter. Right. You know, little Johnny needs to go get stitches on a Sunday night at eight o'clock and you've got an important meeting at work the next morning that you needed to prepare for. Well, guess what? Little Johnny's going to get those stitches. That's what matters. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I never really thought about it like with comparison to my own like future bio kids, but I have gotten a lot better about it with my stepson for sure. Yeah. And it's easy to say as a step parent, well, the bio mom or the bio dad, whoever it is, it's their time. They need to keep them. And if they can't, they need to make arrangements. Well, as that child's other bio parent, they want their kid. They're glad to get them any extra time. Right. So like for me and David, it was always, I guess it was a undeclared statement that, that's not the word I'm looking for, but like a unspoken thing that if something came up and we had the ability to get our kids when we weren't supposed to have them, then that was a no brainer. We were getting our kids. Right. If we had tickets to a concert, then we just weren't going. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Because you don't want your ex to dump your kid off on a babysitter. Right. Especially if it's last minute, you don't know who they're going to dump them off on. It may be somebody they don't even know. So you would rather have your kid than worry about it. Exactly. And I've definitely gotten like more mature in realizing that luckily we haven't been in a situation where it's like, oh, you need to take them to stay and you have, or and we had concert tickets or whatever. Mm -hmm. The only time we've ever said no recently, at least, is when we were already out of town and like physically couldn't get there. And that caused like a huge uh, dramatic argument as well. <laughs> so it's all, it's always something. Yeah. Well, she didn't want to give him more time. So guess what? Exactly. And that's why it's hard for me not to like be petty like that. Or I'm mm-hmm. like, well, you didn't want us to have any more time. So we yeah. don't have yeah. any more time. So you figure it out. But I know that's not what's best for him. So. I try right. not to be like that. <laughs> and and that's not what's best for your husband or your relationship with your husband. Exactly. Yeah. We just say that stuff to each other, act like we're saying it to her, and then move on and do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you got to get it out. You just got to get it right. out. <laughs> so with stepson and your husband, is it a pretty steady schedule that he does get him? I mean, does he get him every other weekend? He, he does get him every other weekend from Thursday till Monday and then randomly throughout the week or even like the weekends we don't have him, bio mom will be like, can you take him tomorrow? Can you take him Wednesday? Like things like that. And then in the summer we get, we are just this year is our first year. We're getting two weeks at a time, two different months. So that will be the longest he has ever been here before. So hopefully that works out well, but yeah, so it's not consistent at all right now, but it should be. Well, I'm going to give you some advice for the summer. Okay. You may become overwhelmed because that is a much longer time than you've had stepson there before. Yes. 
allow stepson and your husband to go do things alone. Or don't be afraid for you to go do something and hang out with a friend and leave them alone because they need that time to bond too. Right. I Yeah, I totally agree with that. It just amazes me that by a mom didn't want to give any extra time to your husband, but yet she seems to tell him a lot that she needs him to get the son. Right. Because if it's on paper that it's 50-50, we, she would have to pay us child support because she makes so much more money than my husband. And she wouldn't get, she gets final say on the medical decisions. And I think even school is on there that she gets final say on because she's quote unquote, like 90% primary parent. So because it's not on paper yet that we have him as often as we do, she still gets to be in that controlling position. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the only reason she didn't really want to give us more time was because a, she didn't want to pay us. She wanted, like, she took us to get more money. So she, I think that's yeah. why she changed her mind. But also because she wouldn't be in that position of like a controlling, like, she wouldn't have the control. Right. Well, I mean, they could still give her decision making control regarding medical decisions or something like that. Well, I mean, of course, it would have to be if, whoever's care he is in at the time right. if something is an emergency. But that's a good point. Because I was automatically thinking that she didn't want to lose child support. I didn't even think that she would have to pay because there's a difference. Yes. There's a difference in lowering what's going into her pocket versus taking money out of her pocket. Yes, there is. And she was not about that. (laughs) You would think she had thought of that that, that before y'all started talking about it. You would think so. I don't think she realized how much more money she made than my husband and during the court process, since it took two years, she'd gotten two different raises. So by the end of the court process, where they did all the calculations, she was making almost twice as much as he does. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That messed her up. Yeah. (laughs) And let this be a lesson to anybody that's listening that you are quick to jump to have child support recalculated. It does not always go in your favor. No, it does not. And I hope she learned her lesson on that, but something tells me that she probably didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've got experience with that and lessons seem to be harder for some to learn than others. Right. (laughs) I wonder, and again, pure speculation, I wonder if your husband said, we won't change the child support, but I want little Johnny 50% of the time. Wonder if Um, she would be like, oh, okay. Uh, I don't think so because we had offered to still pay her child support, not as much as we are right now, but Mm -hmm. we did offer to like keep paying her um, as like if he could get him half the time and she still said no. Really? Yeah. And this was like our lawyers, our our lawyer spoke to her lawyer and and then obviously her lawyer talked to her, but her lawyer was like absolutely shocked that she said no to that, but she did. I'm impressed. That came back to like bite her in the butt though, because that all happened at one like court date. And then at our final court date is when she realized that child support was going down. So she should have just taken that offer. Yes, exactly. So what do your parents, are your parents, do they live close to you? No, they don't. I live about uh, seven or eight hours away from my hometown. Oh, wow. Did you move there because of your husband? 
No, I didn't. I actually met him like a year after I moved here. I just moved here like spontaneously looking for something different. So <laughs> did you just pick it. a place on a map and go, okay, that looks good. Pretty much. That's pretty much exactly what happened. <laughs> well, David and I did that one time. He said, not moved, but he said, where do you want to go on vacation? And I looked at the map and I was trying to find somewhere not too far. And I said, look, there's this place called Pumpkin Town. Let's go there. I'm all excited. We're going to Pumpkin Town. How cool is that? Yeah. There is nothing in Pumpkin Town. <laughs> oh, no. There was a pumpkin that we saw on the last day. Like, um, yeah, that you would, they could drive or something. Like, it would be in a parade. Oh. But that, that was it. I mean, r- literally, when it said we had arrived in Pumpkin Town, we were at a f- crossroads. And it was a rundown, like, produce stand on the side of the road and oh, then just no. fields. That was it. <laughs> so it sounds like it would be like a super cool, like Halloween town or something. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm thinking pumpkin town. How cool is this going to be? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. So at least you didn't end up in pumpkin town, girl. Yes. Yeah, so true. <laughs> Cause Being you probably still be single. The, <laughs> like the water was absolutely essential for me. So I was like, I still need to live in a coastal town. So. Yeah. Oh, we've never, we're three hours from the mountains and three hours from the water. So I guess we oh, have that's the perfect. best of both worlds, but it still seems like forever to get to either one. I'm sure it does, but that's perfect. <laughs> have you ever thought about if your husband decided he wanted full custody of stepson? We have talked about it. We actually tried to go for it um, at the beginning of the whole court thing because bio mom, she's... I don't know if I should say this on a podcast, but she's like, she's like rescue. Okay. So first responder, that's what I was looking for. So bio mom is a first responder and her schedule at the time was like very erratic. Like it would be nights one day, mornings the next day. Like it was so all over the place. And so our lawyer was like, oh, well, a lot of the times when dads ever get full custody is usually when their schedule is so erratic that they're with a babysitter every day, ba- mm-hmm. like basically he's with a babysitter every day. And then on Christmas Eve, my husband had Christmas Eve and bio mom had Christmas day and she wouldn't let him spend the night because it wasn't in a court order. So my husband dropped him off to a babysitter on Christmas Eve and he was going to wake up to a babysitter on Christmas day which absolutely like broke my husband's heart, obviously. So we were trying to like go for that and be like, let's just get 50, 50 or whatever, or let's go get full custody because of that erratic schedule. But then she must have gotten legal advice because shortly after that, she changed her schedule somehow to be like very consistent. I just find it interesting that it couldn't be changed to be consistent before that. And then all of a sudden it was possible. Yeah, we've seen that happen, too. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting of, oh, this is my schedule. I can't change it. Then all of a sudden, something comes up to use their schedule against them, and it's, oh, I can change it. Right. <laughs> funny how that works. Yeah, very funny. Is there anything about first right of refusal in the court papers? No, there's not. But when, like, we've recently gotten the advice from my husband's lawyer to add that in when we like go back for more custody, which he told us to wait at least a year, which financially we need to anyway. So it'll probably be about a year until we do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to recoup. 
and you don't want to run back in. You were right. just there. Yeah. And apparently judges don't like it if you like turn around and come back right back in. Yeah. So he does have a different lawyer than he had before. Yes. Yeah. He is a, well, he had a good one that this one was really good. He ended up just leaving like law in general. So we'll have to find another one next time anyway, but he was good. Yeah. Well, I suggest that when you meet with a lawyer that you ask them, what do you think my chances are? Don't just blow smoke up my butt. What do you think my chances are? If the other party comes back with something ridiculous, give a good example. So say if she comes back and says that we can have him every 18th Wednesday, what's your response going to be to that? Because you want them to fight for you. Right. That's true. And I'll be honest with you. I've had several attorneys and let's see, probably five. One of them um, I had to quit using because he did become a judge. But the other four, out of those four, one, I felt like actually gave a crap about my son. Really? hmm The rest of them were in it for the money. Right. And it was obvious. But you get so far in, you can't start over. Yeah, and then, that's so true. Yeah, and then at the end, when the judge says, are, were you satisfied with your representation? What are you going to say? No. Right, right in front of them. Yeah, right in front of them. And then what's going to happen with the case? I need to ask a sure, yeah. that. I'm curious how that works if somebody does say no. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. That's a good That's a good question. Yeah. Well, I've got um, in my papers, there is a first right of refusal. I believe it says if the child is going to be with somebody other than the bio parent, I want to say more than 12 hours. I think that's what it says. I We haven't. I've never had to use it really. So, but I know some people put 24 hours and some people actually have like three hours. So, I mean, it can vary to where, right. you know, if, if bio mom's not going to have the kid for five hours, then she has to let your husband know. And then he has the first right of refusal, but there's no guarantee that she's going to let him know. Right. I also do think right now he is the first person that she reaches out to. Now, because she doesn't want to have to pay anybody. Yeah, but that's really a good thing for your stepson, so. Yeah, it is. It is. I wonder why she moved an hour away. I don't know. Like, part of me wants to just say it's just to inconvenience my husband, but I don't think, I hope she's not that petty, but she's traveling all the way back to where she used to live for work still, which is an hour. So, and that's the same town as us. So she is going an hour back and forth every day. So I don't get it. I don't know why she moved. <laughs> I think you might be on to just to inconvenience your husband. Yeah. Cause every time she's like, Oh, I need you to get him today. He has to drive an hour to go, to go get him from school or wherever he is. So it's very inconvenient, but I do not know why she moved. And we didn't even know she moved until after she was moved already. And that she wasn't allowed to do. She had to, it's like written in the court order that she had to tell my husband before she moved. But she didn't get in trouble for it. No, but my husband did have the opportunity to press charges. He just didn't. Well, again, I don't know what state you're in or anything, but it's like going to the casino. He could have pressed charges and the judge could have said, okay, you have to pay a $500 fine. Or I've also seen it go where they just say, don't do that again. Right. And then it just... 
looks bad on him and makes bio mom like fight with him. So that's why he didn't think it was really worth it. Right. So what advice would you give someone entering into a blend? Pick your battles, I guess I would say, because that is a hard lesson that I really had to learn. So don't start a fight every single time. Bio mom contacts your partner because I actually just made a post about this on my own Instagram that it says something about like, if you're picking a fight every time the ex contacts your partner, then you're on her team, not his. And that was like a real hard lesson that I had to learn. And as soon as like, I realized that I turned everything around and I was like, I just need to pick my battles. Cause I'm always on his team. Like he's my best friend and I don't even know this other woman. So I'm on his team always. And picking my battles absolutely like saved everything for sure. Yes. I love that. Yes. I I feel like hearing the, like hearing it put that way, it, at least for me, it just like helped me like realize what I was actually doing. Right. Cause you don't realize it. No, definitely not. And you can want all day long for your significant other to not have had this relationship with their ex and for them just to go away and y'all be one big happy family. But it ain't going to happen, people. Nope, never. (laughs) No, even if mom dies. Exactly. It doesn't change the dynamics that this child still has two parents. Right. You mentioned something in the beginning about your stepson would do something and you would maybe complain to your husband about it. Yeah. And you said stupid stuff. Yeah. So if you don't mind sharing, tell us one story of where you were off the chain, girl. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, the thing, there's one particular thing that like absolutely drove me nuts. And so for when I was growing up, me and my two sisters shared a bathroom and my two brothers shared a bathroom. So sharing a bathroom with two boys totally like new experience for me and (laughs) nasty um he when he was like learning like to potty train he would always go in the bathroom leave the door wide open pee on the seat and then not flush or wipe the seat or anything that like honestly it still drives me nuts but i'm much more like uh you gotta go wipe the seat like i'm gentle about it now but before i was like i if i saw like pee on the seat i would like march out and be like your kid peed on the seat again. Like this can't keep happening. (laughs) So we fought over that like one too many times for sure. It was always something stupid. Like you mentioned the Lego thing, like that literally happened here where he leaves his Legos on the ground. I step on them and really it ticks me off. (laughs) Yeah. Those things are painful, man. They are painful. (laughs) Yeah. And girl, I get the peeing on the seat. I'm one in here with six boys. I don't know how you do it. (laughs) When the stepkids were here. I actually would not eat out of the same loaf of bread that they did. Oh, no, never. Because their hands went in that loaf of bread bag. Yes. I've seen him walk out of the bathroom without washing his hands too many times to share a bag of chips or anything with him. Yes. Lauren, thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast. And I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. And I really like the quote that you said that you put on Instagram. And I will definitely go on your Instagram and share that. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you having me. I really had fun. 
All right. Well, thanks. You have a good day. And hey, keep us posted. Call us back when you have that hours, baby, so we can know how it's going. Oh, I will. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, David. It's that time of year in the U.S. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, 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 some, some, summertime. (laughs) What? (sighs) Nothing. You just, you, you watch these America's Got Talent stuff and then you start singing. <laughs> I don't really like the singing on the America's Got Talent. I like the uh, comedy shows. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you should try comedy because singing ain't working for you. Hush <gasps> <laughs> your mouth. <laughs> Lord help my soul. Anyway, we know that summertime creates some challenges for quote quote normal or nuclear or traditional families Mm -hmm. but it can cause even more for step families so i wrote a blog about it tell me more no go read it okay well where do i read it nachokids.com slash blog well how about that i think i could find that (laughs) (laughs) you might can all right, good. I'll go check it out. All right, what else we got going on? Uh, that is all I can think of. We got lots know. going on. Yeah, lots going on. Yeah, changes all the time. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm done. All right, let's wrap it up then. I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's episode and join us again next week. And until then, remember, life is good. When you nacho. Properly. <laughs> <laughs> listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.